And I want what we do on the podcast, especially to be very open and very candid and talk about hard subjects. Um, I reached out to uh, Chris Brackett and called him. I said, Hey, I want to talk. I want to talk to you. You know, I want you to, I want you to tell me what the hell went on. Yeah. You know, you know mm-hmm. and, and, and Chris is like, what the hell I would. And, 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 and if you know the history of me and Chris, yeah. we, we've come to near blows several times. So, yep. Yeah. You get in this world. And, you know, a lot of times we can't talk about this, but man, I wanted to put him in the gorgeous George torture rack. I wanted to kill him, you know, and. This segment of DOD TV is brought to you by Leopold, American to the core. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Drury Outdoors 100% Wild Podcast, episode number 205. I'm Tim Chelsvik. I'm Matt Drury, and we got a good one today. We do, we do. Um, it's it's episode 205, and we've got Mr. Michael Waddell on the show with us. That's right. So before we jump into that, I wanted to quick ask you about your youth season this weekend. You took Sophie out. I saw there was 2,771 birds killed here in Missouri. Were you one of them? Ours was not one. He's still <laughs> he's still sitting out there loafing around with some hens, but we had a great experience and which is really what it's all about. Yeah. Um, we, we set up, we set up a blind in, in the morning, uh, Sunday morning. And, uh, and I didn't realize the gobbler was so close. He was like 60 yards away, hit the locator call a couple times. First thing, nothing. And then around six 30, you know, that first lights creeping in, he fires off. And because we're on kind of a Ridge, he's in a big, like sycamore tree, probably about eye level with us, but 60 yards away, it was close. He fires up and she just like freezes. Her eyes turn into saucers and she's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> were you guys on the ground? Or are you in a we're, blind? We were in the ground blind. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. And, uh, she's like, I think I just peed myself a little bit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it was so exciting. And he, he kept firing off. There were a couple of hens in the woods. So we yeah. played this game of tug of war with the guy. Ultimately the hens won out. Um, but she had a great experience. She Good. got a little cold. And so we left yeah. early and went and picked some morels and I mean, then what, went home. You found morels. It's, it, it was, that a, makes it all. <laughs> it was a good day for sure. So she'll probably come back to it, but you know, I just don't push very hard. I just want her to have fun and a good experience. And if we kill something, yep. that's gravy, but it was a nice day. Good. In, in Season the, opens officially for us next Monday, the 19th yeah. in Missouri. Yeah. You're going to go back out with her? I, well, it's a dad's turn. You know, so it's Monday. So she'll be at school. Oh, school. And, school. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Cameron out of school. We're going to dad's. Her school is very, they would totally be okay with it. In fact, you can conceal carry at her school. There, it's, it's a very, it, it, it's a really, the kids are all walking around. With it, it's a classical Christian academy. And, and so Jeez, my wife Tim. teaches there and she can carry. And guess how many people have been shot so far? Zero. That's uh, right. Yeah. Imagine that. Moving on. <laughs> Let's do it. So we got some quick shout outs from our listeners. All right. You're up. So Josh Schneider on DeerCast says, please don't ever stop doing the podcast. How much did you pay that guy? Like 20 bucks. Oh, that's not bad. DeerCast hat. That's worth it. All right. Next guy. Back to the woods outdoors. I'm a big fan of you guys. And my dream is to hunt with you. I love watching DOD in 13. I did put in for the draw in July. I got an email that said, if I get drawn, I could hunt. So I was excited. Wish me luck. Thanks for a great show. He's referring to the hunt giveaway we're doing with Mark and Terry. He's, Mark and not, Terry. he's not saying he wants to hunt with you and I. We'd have to question his. There's no contest for that. <laughs> no, no, you could just <laughs> do it. That's a penalty. You'd, yeah. You'd be sorely <laughs> mistaken. Get stuck me. with the B team. Yeah. So he's referring to the contest. Go to 
DeerCast. Click the giveaway tab. We're pulling it in July, and uh, somebody's going to come hunt deer with Mark and Terry this fall. This fall. Yeah, you don't got to wait too long. All right. Let's not wait any longer. No. Our, let's do it. Our, our, our current guest needs no introduction. But introduce me with Mr. Bone Collector himself, mayor of Booger Bottom. And, and how many <laughs> other titles does he have? Mr. Michael Waddell, how are you, man? What's up, buddy? Good. It's turkey season. It, you can't go... You can't have a bad attitude during turkey season unless some turkeys are whooping you. Yeah, <laughs> I felt bad because I, I texted him. You know, I've I've wanted to have Michael on for a long time, and we've had Nick, we've mm-hmm. had T Bone, but I always feel I just I didn't want to waste. I never want to waste anybody's time. So I I, yeah. I know like when I have unless it's mine. Well, other than yours, like when I asked Mark to do our <laughs> podcast, I gotta I gotta pick Sheepishly. and choose. It's like, hey, are you around? <laughs> you know, and so we got this show. Turkey season is like the worst time to ask it's anybody. Tough. Well, yeah. other than deer season. So I really appreciate you jumping on. You were saying off camera, you've been to Oklahoma, you were in North Carolina. You guys are you're already on the can't stop the flop tour. We, we are. And actually, you know, it's, it's crazy. I think everybody had cabin fever this year for all the COVID madness. Jeez. I think everybody's ready to get out. And so uh, everything obviously got canceled last year. So this year we're kind of in makeup. And uh, I, when I say makeup, making up a lot of commitments. And, you know, it's funny talking about philanthropy and, and giving back. I, I, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time and I, I know Mark and Terry and as well as you guys, y'all do a lot of you know, sweepstakes type stuff, not, not even sweepstakes, but just auction type stuff to where people can have an opportunity to come hunt either my farm or like you guys do a lot where you can come, you know, win a hunt to the, to the Drury's farm. So anyway, I, I had a lot of that stuff that got canceled. So this year we've been doing a lot of hunting and guiding and, and having a lot of fun, but man, we've been knocking them down. And of course I know y'all's Missouri season is getting ready to come in soon here in a couple of weeks, yes, about sir. a week and a half. I think it is. Yeah. Next Monday. Yep. Next Monday. That's right. Oh, yeah. Closer than that. All right. So, so yeah. I mean, you know, we're down here in the dirty South. So man, we, we come in early March. So we didn't knock a bunch of them in the head <laughs> by the time you get out of Florida and up through Alabama and Georgia, man, it, it feels like the season should be getting close to end by the time some of the seasons open up in the Midwest and up in the Northeast. Yeah. So Illinois opened today, their first season. Mark, our Terry's over there with his camera guy, Forrest and uh, Zach Plale. Zach and Forrest doubled this morning. And then over in Iowa, Mark's there for the first season and they had a gust in camp and he killed one this morning. So I know oh, everybody's kind of off and running in our crew as well. I know it, man. And, you know, in us, we, we've done some video stuff. We're actually doing a little, uh, can't stop the flop digital series for my outdoor TV. We've been doing that, but you know, it's funny. We haven't done a bunch of video. I, I just love the turkey hunt. We've been getting out there and we, we killed a bunch on video. And then, and I started working with Mountain Dew this past, uh, past year and they had, and I was pretty, I mean, it was pretty honored and pumped to see them get behind it. As far as turkey hunting, they had the first ever North Carolina strut master championship, which is a turkey hunting competition. Just a one morning from daylight to five o'clock, you got to check in your birds, two man team. And man, I think they had, I want to say 240. I can't remember. Or, or, you know, can, um, two man team sign up. And so, man, they had a big concert that night. And so it was, it was really cool to, to just see a celebration. I know sometimes people get funny about competing with an animal, yeah, but it really wasn't about the animal. It was about getting people together and giving them a good excuse to go out and hunt. And so I just, I just come back from that yesterday, actually. 
and I hunted with old Philip Culpepper, who's a who's a heck of a turkey hunter. So so we whacked a few turkeys, man, and and um, but man, they kicked our butt at the beginning. We of course we're we're outsiders, so we had to kind of try to find some places we could trespass, you know. And so by the time we uh could really figure out what these big old these turkeys were doing, we we didn't kill them to about two o'clock and on five o'clock chicken. So it's kind of like a bass tournament. Yeah. And ended up uh, we killed one big old three year old. It got kind of squeaked in the top ten, but man, it was. It was fun. And like I said, more than just – and on top of that, they had $15,000 up for grabs. So Ooh, first wow. prize was $15,000. So, I mean, if you look, especially, you know, Mark, uh, you know, Uncle Mark, hell, I mean, we spent a lot of time. We would drive across freaking to Washington State to Turkey Call to win a water boat. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, to win a trophy. <laughs> so so it was kind of neat. So that, that's one thing I just want to give a shout out to, man. I was pumped to see that. that that's cool. And I, competition. I want to circle back to that in a minute on, on the, the Mark, you and Mark and kind of that, those, those early days, but you mentioned the Mountain Dew thing. And this is interesting because, you know, we, we teamed up with them this year and uh, part of the, their get out and do program, the stimulus program. And, you know, you, you look on to me, <clears throat> one of the things I said, it was a no brainer to see a big company like that get into invest into our world you don't see yes. that often i mean that's that's yes. a risk whether you are inside our walls people don't think like that mm -hmm. you know in our community but outside looking in for a big corporation to jump in that is a risk for them and yeah. uh we gotta be inviting when they do that yeah so you see you know they, they obviously they they kind of started the program last year and, and and obviously you and i think donnie vincent and a few others were a part of it and this year they're extending it again and and uh to me it, it's a sell that's a sell something to celebrate right there that they're getting involved in this stimulus program this year i think they're giving away a million dollars worth of stimulus you know to to help help refund people's uh, outdoor passes and tags sure. and stuff like that. When something like that, an opportunity like that arises, I mean, what kind of mentality do you have behind it and, and teaming up with somebody like that? Well, one is, is try to uh, obviously represent, you know, the outdoor culture in the most tasteful, tactful way, but with complete legitimacy and sincerity. And so I don't change the way, you know, my approach is from the standpoint, you know, certainly don't make any excuses for hunting. But as you said, Matt, the, it it seems, you know, as we sit here and I would I would think, you know, most of the listeners are diehard deer and turkey hunter, quail, duck, you name it. Yeah. And obviously, you know, when when you think of the Drury's, you, you certainly think of, of deer hunting. Um, I mean, you guys lay down some huge Midwestern monsters, unbelievable footage, you know, take bone collector, obviously, you know, same thing. I say our bread and brothers, whitetail. Um, but when you look across the board, really, our brands represent everything outdoors. And it's not even about a Boone and Crockett. It's not even about necessarily a long beard. Mm -hmm. It's really about um, just like Tim was talking about earlier about going hunting with uh, his daughter. You know, it really is about getting out there. So, when you know, period. I mean, it's, and yeah, man, I mean, I'm selfish. I'll admit I'm somewhat of a game hog. I'm getting a little grayer in the beard. So obviously I've I slow down a little bit and I start reflecting a little more for the big, you know, a big word. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm more in a place now to where I just am convicted to represent hunting. So when it gets to Mountain Dew and you think about 90% of the people probably listening to this podcast to have us talk about hunting and fishing and outdoors and what's coming on or what's going on uh, this spring, um, you know, tips and tactics or just campfire stories we're kind of into choir, you know? And so when you look at Mountain Dew, 
when we have our meetings and we're talking about kind of teaming up to do something to put a deer on the back of the truck, well, our meetings, if you want to call them business or strategy, we never have to think of the riffraff that could come with it. Mm -hmm. But if you look at now, this BS crap culture, council culture, yep. for a company like PepsiCo, Mountain Dew, to jump in and to say, we're going to let a guy like Waddell carry our brand. We're going to let a brand like the Drury's represent our brand. We're going to let you know a young lady in Alabama that grabs catfish named Hannah Barron represent our brand and tell people to get outdoors to go hunting and fishing and to put meat in the freezer you know and and we're not only going to do that we're not going to recommend that through their brands and their personalities we're going to put a million dollars into it to help buy license for people all across the country and from all races and ethnicities so you got pete out there it's like wait a minute pepsico is behind hunting <laughs> yeah and what? they could make a huge stink so if you're anybody out there that hears this or sees this, please, if you have a choice, buy a Mountain Dew product, buy a yeah. Pepsi product. Yeah. They're, they're standing up. Now, I'm not saying every bit of the politics that these corporate companies you might not be involved in. And I'm not saying they don't support something that you don't agree in. But I will say this. And, and like I said, you know, Matt and Tim here agree. And uh, the guys have stood up and they're saying we agree in hunting. And they they are actually advertising and they're supporting and they're actually wanting people to get outdoors. If you get outdoors, you get thirsty. Obviously, uh, you can only drink so much cold beer, so you got to drink them out. There you go. <laughs> so that kind of also brings us to a point. Tim and I were talking off off camera <clears throat> before we jumped on a while ago, and it's just like, you know, whether you like it or not you've been tapped as more or less the face of our industry for the and it's not just like this just recently happened you've worked your tail off 35 40 years in the industry and over the last 20 you know you've really become that guy that's out front and uh yeah that's a that's that's a heavy thing, right? And you really have to watch whether you like it or not. You do have to kind of watch how you represent yourself and, and you know, you're human. There's things that happen and yeah. that's tough. That says a lot. Yeah. You know, you think about the nudes, you think about Fred Mary, you think about Chuck Adams, you know, you, you're in that realm now, whether you, you like it or not. So what's, you know, how does that make you feel when you're out there and you're representing at the strut masters and you know what I mean? That's just, I don't know. It's a heavy, that's a heavy burden. It's kind of crazy because first of all, that's, that's a hell of a compliment for you guys to say that. And, you know, it's funny, actually, you know, this past year, we didn't have a chance to uh, go to the shot show or the ATA. So, you know, we missed our opportunity to kind of hang out and yep. catch up and talk about family and stuff. I always look forward to seeing you guys as well as a, a lot of other people. And it was year before last that your dad, um, come up to me and he said, what else? And, and, and he was dead serious. Like, you know, most time when I see Mark and Terry or all you guys and Taylor, I mean, we're high five and you yeah. know, there's a, you know, there, there's this, sarcasm that comes with these close relationships. It's like, yo, waterhead, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you're high-fiving and, and you're hugging and, you know, and be like, dang, Mark, when you going to kill a big deer? You know, yeah. <laughs> completely, you know, uh, hyperbole, if that's, yeah. if that's the right uh, word. But, you know, it's just, just having a good time. But your dad come up like dead serious and he, he hugs my neck and he's like, Michael, you know, do you realize your, your voice in this industry? And there's a couple of things that had happened on social media and, and it kind of like it it almost was numbing to me and almost like, no, man, it's all of us. Michael, no, let me tell you, you, you know, what, what you're doing 
is important for all of us. And and being such a big fan of the Drury's and 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 having the history, uh, like we'll talk about later, of of competing and looking up to Mark as a turkey caller, which I, most everybody here will know, but a lot of people might be listening don't realize just what a freaking stud Mark was, not just in the turkey was, but on the stage and winning world championships and stuff like that. So anyway, there's there's just a long history. But to to be to for, for somebody close to me, uh, you know, and a friend to say that it, it hit me hard. And so with that, it's funny. It's not it's not ever been top of mind for me, honestly. It, to where man, I, I'm this voice because I guess the the I'm very confident. Like you know, if, if we're gonna sign up for a competition, like all right, Matt, you and I we're gonna win this thing. We, yeah. let's, let's go turkey. Hunt. We're gonna I guarantee we're gonna kill turkey. So I've got that part of it. But the foundation is super unbelievable humble and so i just feel like i'm doing my part and in that i've always thought just be yourself and if it pisses people off well at least at least you pissed them off with authentic they know who you are and what you stand for right and i'm not that yeah exactly and so i'm not running a popularity contest but at the same time i am running a popularity contest in the culture that you guys represent that really this whole outdoor industry represents so in that I've learned that I will piss people off quicker in the outdoor space if I feel like they're doing something stupid. And yeah, there's yeah. a lot of stupid things that goes on, whether it's a song and dance yeah. or some hot chick in just hot pants is pretending to be a hunter for more Instagram likes. Oh, I mean, that's, that's fine. Thing. If it brings more people to the space, I'm all about it. But bring some legitimacy. Hunting is the easiest thing to promote, especially what we experienced this past year. I, I hate that it happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, and there's been people that's died over Corona, but what it has done is brought the significance of the outdoors to where, my goodness, I mean, you guys live out in rural areas. You, you live or have access to farms that you can come out and just breathe and take yeah. your family. You can you thaw meat out that we we shot out in the western uh country whether it's elk or deer we can thaw out a turkey breast or now we're refreshing it with new new meat we we grow in gardens and so really it just hits home like you know that old john denver song thank god i'm a country boy That's kind right. of deal and so so with that th- there's so much responsibility to be able to share that and it don't take a whole lot of theatrics to show it it ain't about how great you are at doing it it's not about beating your chest and how long you survived in the wilderness you know, in a DIY or freaking public ground. I get so tired of the nonsense. I mean, I I respect all the different avenues, but in the end, it's about, dude, get out there and do it and see how unbelievable it is. Um, And and so that is, that is the part that I do or does come top of mind as far as, you know, me being a, a, you know, a a face of the outdoors. I never think much about that part. Mm -hmm. I just want to do my part, if that makes sense. And I'm very, very convicted because, you know, only in America can you make a living. Like I said, I mean, I I'm, I remember driving, you know, taking my dad's Oldsmobile 98 and driving across country to yelp in a turkey calling contest to hopefully win $500 yeah. to try to place in the top three and showing up. And there's Walter Parrott and Mark Drew. And I'm like, God, why you guys got to show up everywhere, you know? And so, uh, but at the end of it, I mean, dude, we would we would have a cold beer and we would laugh and we would talk and we would we would sit there and talk about the upcoming fall and man you got to come to Missouri and like man I man I'm so broke I can't hardly pay my electric bill I ain't gonna be able to get up here and buy out of state license yeah. and I'm like man you ought to come down here Mark or you know and seeing heroes like Dick Kirby and I remember Ben Lee at some of these contests yep. and the Rom brothers and so 
at the end of it, there is zero separation, in my opinion, from the listeners to me, to you guys. It's all the same. We've just been blessed to do this and represent it and generate income from representing, uh, you know, the, this this generate more people to come into space and celebrate the ones that's already in it. And so in that, only in America you can do this. I mean, you don't hear these stories in, about, about this in Turkmenistan. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, so yeah, that, that's my point. And so, yeah, when a company like, you know, for us, we got some of these bigger non-endemics that help us, yeah. help us, you know, kind of pay the light bill and keep our mortgages paid. Uh, it, I definitely think certainly from the, the endemics, you know, our bow and arrow partners, our, you know, rifle or shotgun or ammunition. Yeah, we we know to support them, and that becomes more competitive. That that yeah. gets more of what suits your needs and your personality. But these bigger, you know, out of the box, it's important that the outdoor space recognizes those and gets behind them. Whether it's a fast food restaurant, whether it's a big company like Mountain Dew, because I promise you, whether everybody in that organization hunts, it's a big gamble. And when we, mm-hmm. through our voices and and the reaction to uh, the, the way the hunting community represents it, that leads and opens other doors. And next thing you know, there's more people getting into the space and it becomes more mainstream. And when something becomes more mainstream, it becomes more protected because it's not as vulnerable. And then you can talk about it openly. You can talk about it freely. And, uh, you know, on, on whether it's media outlets, you know, whether it's being celebrating or celebrating a personality and, uh, you know, somebody shows up on a sitcom that represents and looks like you and I that's wearing a jury shirt or a bone collector shirt or a real tree or mossy. And so all of that's important and it, it becomes part of this cycle. And I think sometimes I'm very hard on the hunting industry for not pushing harder for that cycle. I think we fail miserably because we're out there in this, you know, if I can say it, a sword fight with male egos out there rah, trying to be yeah. something that, you know, look at me, look at look yeah. how swole to a I am, dude. Sorry I'm late, man. I just run 30 miles, dude. No, I'm fine with that. <laughs> and I camped under me. the stars for 10 days, you know, to yeah. bury him turkey on DIY yeah. public. Awesome. That's fine. You know, I, guess what? I know Mark and Terry Drury. I know you boys. You guys are not getting keys to my turkey lease. I promise you. <laughs> because Mark Drury killed every damn turkey. So will Eddie Salter. Whether yeah. he hunts public or private. And if you want to put your money down, you know, I, I think I, I confused. Sorry, Tim. I confused you with Steve Stoltz. I couldn't see your beard. I said, I called you Steve. I think I got hair. Stoltz, <laughs> Steve. Oh, Steve just listen Stoltz. to, just listen to me call turkeys. You'll know the difference. <laughs> well, my, the point is, is some of my friends in the industry, you know, that just the good old boys, it, it's not, it's not about a competition, yeah. dude. I think that's, and so with that, I, I like I said, I, I could rant and go crazy on this subject, but thanks Mountain Dew. And, and, and all I would say is if you're going to represent the outdoors, find the sincerity and find the true love that you have for it. If you don't really have a love for it, if you really don't care, and it's about Instagram likes and it is about popularity because you didn't really make it as a country singer. You didn't really make it as an actress. You didn't really make it as a football player. But yet, wait a minute. They're just saying called the outdoor industry. Dude, I might learn. <laughs> Anybody can be in there. <laughs> Get, don't do it. Just be, just come and hang out and go with an uncle that, that lets you hunt. You don't have to be on TV. Let the true, authentic people. And, and it's not about being a celebrity or personality. Anybody can do it if you have authentic love for it. Mm-hmm. And now with social media, you can do it in an authentic way. But if you're doing it with insecurity and you're doing it with um, this ego, it's terrible. It don't work. 
and it doesn't attract people. The reason I think most people want to come and hunt with their juries is because one is there's a lot that can be learned. I mean, you know, you could sit, spend a lot of time talking to, to you know, you guys and, and across the board and from what to plant, how to do it, how to figure out how old a deer is to, to that kind of stuff. So there is a te- technical side of the juries that, that becomes this kind of the mad scientist of whitetail behavior and all this stuff. However, at the end of it, for me and what I think most people see, you know what I'm looking forward to when the hunt's over? Throwing a ribeye on the grill, yeah. uh, a few adult beverages, campfire. laughing, cutting up in the campfire. Yeah. And, and I think that that's what we try to represent on Bone Collector. And I think that sells more hunting license and brings mm-hmm. people to does. The, the place. You guys have a lot of celebrities and personalities that want to come hunt there. Yes, they want to shoot a big deer. They want to come hunting. But at the end of it, they want to skate, man. They want to come in there and laugh and cut up. And, and, and that's what it's about. So that's my long rant on how i feel about this space and and i don't think it takes bone collector or it just takes drury's or it takes just lee and tiffany it takes all of yeah. us mm-hmm. and if you're a listener you can you can generate hunting license sold you can generate you know a love and an understanding of this culture and you don't do it by just necessarily competing with the next guy and look at me and you know dude what, what's wrong with you man you shot a two-year-old it's like just enjoy it for what it brings to yeah. you. And as you grow in it, you're going to get more technical. You're going to get more to the point to where you want to chase a bigger, mature deer. But the first step is to get involved. We all started riding a bicycle with training wheels. Most all of us. We didn't jump just on a BMX, you know, you know, BMX special and hit the half pipe and start doing backflips. And a lot of times, you know, this hunting industry, we're trying to tell people about stuff. It's yeah. a backflip. Mm-hmm. I, you know, start start with a six pointer. Start with a doe. Start with learning how to run a box call. You don't have to cut, you know, on the Magnum's double special world championship, you know, clover leaf cut. You can just start with a box call or slate and have fun. And it's going to lead to the more technical side. It's going to lead to the pursuit of what to do and what does it take. And and so if you're a neighbor of that property, it is going to be aggravating sometimes when maybe there is a promising deer that gets shot. But pick those people up and help them learn, yeah. you know, where we got. Take them in your trophy room and say, this is it. But if you are that guy that's got all these huge animals and you're the you're the dude that's got all these dusty, huge Boone and Crockett bucks and you don't have a freaking friend to sit around and talk to about them because you pissed everybody off and you've been a jerk, who wants a lonely, dusty, you know, trophy room? The real trophy is the relationships you make in the pursuit of these trophies. The true trophy is these people. And that and I say that with true experience. I, I don't I'm on the phone with you guys. I'm not I don't I'm not sitting here and say, hey guys, I ain't got time, man. I gotta spend some time with all my dead elk. <laughs> you know, I gotta go sort through my turkey beers. Like, no, I wanna know what know what y'all been up to. You know what I mean? Yeah. So dead deer ain't gonna do nothing. They're, I done ate them. I done I done ate all these deer. <laughs> Everything has to be in perspective. Yeah. And yeah, we have to think true. about every every level of it. Well, this has been episode four of the Bone to Pick podcast. <laughs> Michael well, Waddell. So, so and that's so that's why that's I why got I, a bone to pick. That's right. That's why I wanted him to come on, you know, his podcast. I, I it's been out what, maybe a month or so? It, I ju- we just got it started. I think we're on our third episode. I I just did a couple new ones that we're trying to get uploaded. I just did one with uh, John Anderson, another one, NASCAR driver who just retired, uh, Clint Boyer, got one coming with Blake Shelton. 
got one coming with Jimmy John. And so obviously I, I definitely would like to get you guys to be a guest on, on ours. And, and so really what I want to do, and a lot of people might hear that like, yeah, oh, Waddell just wants to talk to celebrities. I, I, I do want, I do want to pick a bone. I, you know, I do want to pick a bone with these different celebrities because I know these people have hunting hunted a lot, but as we talked earlier, a lot of times in this cancel culture, you take our friend like Blake Shelton, that they're scared to yeah. to get way out there now. Blake yeah. used to hunt a lot on our show. And so so with it, I, I not only want to talk about his success on the voice and his music, um, I also want to understand his thought on on where and how we can do better in our space. Um I was just turkey hunting with Blake last week and we watched we watched episodes of the Drury's. He asked me, man, what's up, what's some guys like? It's man, they're cool as hell, dude. They're they're great guys, man. And man, that man, I've I've always, man, they kill some big deer. You know, and then we kind of moved on. He don't miss an episode of Sportsman's Channel. He don't miss an episode on Outdoor Channel. That's and cool. just like just like the rest of us, he's like, this guy just seems like a jerk. This guy, you know, he, he's looking, he's like, dude, this show is terrible. Have you seen this show? And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, beware. Yeah. You got John Anderson, you got all these people, you got Jimmy John, yeah. you know, the, the sandwich guy, they're watching our shows and they pick up on what they think is BS and what's not. And so, uh, I want to talk to them about our space. You know, again, that's why we come up with the name a bone to pick because I got, a, I got a bone. To it's pick. perfect. Yeah. I, I listened to the, the one with Tyler Druden. I listened to the one with the undertaker and it was both were, were fascinating. First of all, Tyler is just a good kid. That's a good dude. Isn't he? I mean, he well-grounded. He is. And, and, and definitely when you finish this, you know, man, jump on that and listen to it and give us your feedback. Yeah. And just like how you guys get a lot of feedback, uh, you know, on, on what subjects we can talk about. I, I thought the one with Tyler Jordan was a good one to start with because Tyler much like, especially you, 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 Matt, as well as Taylor, as well as my son Mason, um, and and really all my kids, th- there is a shadow of of anything. If you're Dale Earnhardt Jr. or you Hank Williams Jr., anytime you're a junior or you're the uh, you know the son or daughter of somebody who has a legitimate stance or place and proven respect. You, it takes a lot to figure out what to do. It's not easy to find success. A lot of people say, well, must be nice, yeah. Matt. Hey, <laughs> oh, dog, man, must be nice to be a jury. You know? <laughs> no. I've never is heard there that. Benefits? <laughs> is, is, is there benefits? Yes. Hey. Always has been. There's benefits. Yeah. There's benefits. Um, is it easy? Hell no, it's not. Because I can tell you right now, people are watching every time you pull back that bow, son. Yeah. They're watching every and listening to every word, and they're comparing it against – you know, you're, you're kin people. They're listening to it. And if you don't think Tyler Jordan isn't compared to what is, I wonder what Tyler's going to do. Bill's yeah. getting older. So what are you going to do? Is Realtree going to have the same success? Tyler, are you just a spoiled rich kid who gets to hunt your daddy's farms? You know, is Waddell going to call you in those turkeys? I mean, oh, and now you're going to do road trips? Oh, yeah. okay. I, you know, so in that, I wanted to have some honest discussion. And, and what I came away with is you're right, Tyler, I think, um, wherever it fits in uh, of his hunting ability for me it doesn't matter um i'm not going to judge anything on his hunting ability i will judge on his passion and his desire to hunt but i'm i was more walking away from that conversation to where i put him on the spot Mm. to say i think he could be cut out for a higher role because you know he's talking about being a voice because he really kept his calm and he he didn't fly off the handle. Nope. And, and I promise you, I, I'm not built as good. I, <laughs> I'd be the first guy to be at the, you know, 
you know, the dead gum Dixie deer classic and somebody mouth off and like, you know, headlines are what it'll get in a scuffle that, you know, <laughs> sports bar, you know, <laughs> I, think, like, I think that's why him and Terry <laughs> like oh. each other so much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Back yeah. up their words. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. He, he was well-grounded. It was great. And then the undertaker one, I mean, that was fascinating. I, I just, I, I love wrestling. I love, you know, it's like the kid. <laughs> and me. D- Dad and I used to every Sunday watch the d- back when it was WWF. WF. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's just, I don't know. It was really, really cool to, uh, to hear his thoughts and, and hear the stories. And, you know, that's, that's one of those deals where you just, you didn't, I never would have thought that guy hunted ever. I you know, had no idea. I wasn't either. And and I was blown away. And, and obviously, you know, those podcasts from a standpoint of obviously, you know, if, you know, like I keep saying, you know, if you're listening to something to do with maybe me or, the Drury's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're ready to talk about hunting and fishing and outdoors and, you know, what to do and what's the best fertilizer and what's the best legumes to plant and proteins. and during the, So we got all this stuff we love, and that's our campfire talk. But for me, it's like those same people and fans and friends of ours. It's like, dude, I'm on the phone with the undertaker. Y'all need to drop in. And, and so hearing that stuff, those stories of Buzz Sawyer showing up naked at his door. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I was freaked out. I'm like, yeah. you kidding me? And kind of took his money and almost a scam. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It was fascinating. So, so, yeah. I was really, it was really neat to hear those stories. And I was glad that he, and I was kind of like, uh, you know, I think I even mentioned it. I was kind of like Chris Farley on, that Saturday Night Live skit. Hey, you, you remember that time? Um, <laughs> you tombstone the rock. You that? Or Brett Michaels. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that. It's kind of it's kind of like you want to ask Kid Rock. Hey, have you ever been to the Playboy Mansion? He's like. I married Pamela Anderson. Oh, okay, man. Wow. High five. High five. Yes, right. Yeah. So I, I just, I look forward to the podcast and what, what all you're going to have coming down the pipeline. I, I just, I'm already a fan and you're three episodes in. So I knew, you know, with, with you, there's always going to be something that's can be polarizing about the content that you guys create and uh, because you speak your mind. And so I look forward to seeing almost an open platform here, you know, with the, with the, I think it was the one with Tyler where you're like, now listen, this is a, a real tree podcast, but these are Michael's thoughts, not, <laughs> yes. you, know, you gotta be careful. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, uh, because see, I don't see, you know, Obviously, if you look, I mean, we're, we're blessed. I mean, you, you know, I look behind me, I see Matthews. You know, I, I, I know you guys work with Mossy Oak. You need to talk about Realtree. And, you know, obviously I work with Hoyt. But I see that in my mind, it, it's going to take all of us. It's going to take yep. Bone Collector. It's going to take Matthews, Hoyt, all together and cross-pollinate. And, and now I will say, I don't really want to work with people that I don't respect. Yep. I, 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 that's pretty hardcore. But you know what? I, I don't think Tom Brady – wants to work with receivers that can't catch. Yeah. And so, so yeah. I can't say that I can't be a jerk or hard. If, if, if somebody's going to sign me up to be an assistant coach or a coach, I'm going to, I'm going to be really hard on how I see it. And I want what we do on the podcast, especially to be very open and very candid and talk about hard subjects. Um, I reached out to uh, Chris Brackett and called him. I said, Hey, I want to talk. I want to talk to you. You know, I want you to, I want you to tell me what the hell went on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and Chris is like, what else I would. I, and, and, and if you know the history of me and Chris, yeah. we, we've come to near blows several times. So, yep. Yeah. You get this world and, you know, a lot of times we can't talk about this, but man, I wanted to put him in the gorgeous George torture rack. I wanted to kill him, you know, and prime example, I was talking to Clint Boyer the other day and um, how ironic he works for Fox 
And who is he sitting in the booth with? Jeff Gordon. If you're mm. a race fan, I mean, Clint Boyer, he, he was neat to hear him talk about how Jeff Gordon was his hero, his childhood hero. He said, like, that was his dude. He said, and after a freaking five races, he wanted to put his hand through his face. He hated him. Now it comes full circle to where he's working with him. And he said, dude, he's such a cool guy. So in that, I want to talk about things. I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, uh, uh, you know, leave a stone unturned. I'm not necessarily trying to worry about if I offend somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think there's things that need to be talked about. And when you talk about controversial things, it becomes very uncomfortable. Yeah. But life is uncomfortable. Um, and so with that, I, I want to talk about the, the fun things, but I also want to talk about the uncomfortable things. I want to be able to call out to the industry and say, hey, we collectively suck in this area. We do. What are we going to do about it? Sure. And if it pisses somebody off, I want a big box of Band-Aid. Maybe Johnson Johnson be our sponsor and we'll give out <laughs> Band-Aids to those that got cut. And, you know, I, I want to talk about, you know, the, the differences and why people do what they do and why really are you doing it? And how how do we how do we find our way and collectively find all these personalities and these vibes and these roads and and, and, and figure out how we collectively come together and use each other and our abilities and our talents to, to go down these roads, whether it's the hardcore redneck like me, who's got Bubba, that's got probably, you know, a couple, you know, beat up Yeti coolers in his truck and, you know, a dusty ball cap. And, 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 and he is killing as many turkeys as he can and praying that he has the strength to quit, you know, quit when the limit gets there. <laughs> as, and I also want to figure out who is it, if it's a Donnie Vincent, how do we get after those, those young hipsters who, wear skinny jeans and then pistol legged jeans and little loafers and but yet like dude be cool man i want rocket fuel for my body i want to freaking celebrate them guys yeah. Donnie, if you hear that, that that's truth man you kind of get after them and and you know if it's a cameron haynes who who is the guy who runs 700 miles a day i want to talk to him and i want to understand how do we how do we do it how do you get in my camp in the dreary's camp and talk to these guys who love to freaking hit, hung, hang a deer stand and maybe kill a seven and a half year old deer it's going to take us all. And I think we all have to hold each other accountable, mm-hmm. just like a congregation and, and, and help us develop better technique. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and, and you guys be able to call me like, why well, that was good, but man, you, you need to quit this, you know, or, you know, I say, you know, Mark, that's awesome. But man, they need to see this side of you, the side that I knew exactly when we was Turkey calling. Yeah. And, you know, me, you and Walter used to sit in there and, you know, drink a natty light and laugh about, you know, where we was going to start a Turkey season. And, um, so there's so much, there's no way I can unbottle it all. And that's why I feel like with my help from the hunting industry, as well as some of these celebrity buddies that we can cross pollinate and get to the meat on the bone and, you know, hence bone to pick. And so, uh, so that's kind of where we at. Very good. There you go. I look forward to it. Highly, highly recommend it. Good stuff. All right. I want to d- double back. So the fun stuff, you, you, you know, we've alluded to it a few times here. So I, as I look at, you know, your career in the, the hunting industry and I look at like Mark and, and Terry, but specifically Mark and that trajectory, it's uncanny how similar they are from the beginning to where you guys are now. And, uh, if I'm, I might be mistaken here. I don't think I am, but you were back in the day, you were, you're on the calling contest circuit, right? The Turkey, you were Turkey calling Mark, Turkey calling Mark 
he he got his big break by Toxie Hayes coming up to him at a turkey calling contest and introducing himself and wanting him to come work for him. Is that what happened with you and Bill Jordan as well? Exactly. hundred percent. Exactly. And, and the first person that approached me that, that kind of led me into, you know, I would say probably opportunity even with Bill was um, Mr. Dale Rom, who, man, I, I know Mark. I mean, that's he's kind of a turkey hunting legend, yeah. you know, God and founder of, of Game Calls, his sons, you know, Putt, Robbie, obviously Terry Rom. Yep. Those guys are legendary. And, you know, you see Terry all the time, you know, Tink 69, you see him. But Terry was just an amazing turkey caller. His whole, all his kids were from Robbie and Putt to all of them. And, and he was the first guy, you know, from Pennsylvania coming to him and said, son, you're a good caller. And I might give you some calls. And I'm like, <laughs> Hey, if you're going to give me, my name's Jimmy. You know, so I was so excited. And, um, and, um, and so, and from that, I, I, after, you know, Dale gave me a few turkey calls, then it become real because now I feel like if you're going to give me something, then I got to give you something back. And the best I can do is to practice and to compete against the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And then I can represent and I can, you know, say, Hey, I earned my right to have these free turkey calls because I'm trying to highlight the ability of them through me. And I'm going to call against Mark Drury. I'm going to call against Eddie Salter and Preston Pittman, Walter Parrott, Matt Barrett, Paul Butsky, and these guys who honestly were my heroes. And so Mark had been tearing it up. So Mark was ahead of me in his success. And I was already watching Mark on some of the Primos videos, actually, and, yep. and uh, that Toxie was a part of. And ironic, like all of us, I thought that Will Primos owned Malcio the way it <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. because the truth videos and Mark was on there. Anyway, long story short, short is uh, the exact same thing happened. Bill Jordan, you know, basically approached me and said, hey, man, you're not far from the house. And uh, about the same time, I met Cuz Strickland and still a huge fan. He's like Uncle Cuz, man. I, he, is everybody's you know, uncle. <laughs> yeah, he is. Such an unbelievably great guy. Yeah. And, um, and so I just had so much respect for both Moss Yoke and Realtree and was a fan of both of their camouflages. I mean, and that was it. I mean, you yep. know, Jim Crumley had real uh, tree bark. Yep. I had some tree bark too, but those three were, that was it. I mean, that was like the creme de la creme. I mean, that was the Ford, Chevy and Dodge right there. Mm-hmm. And um, all of the personalities I respected behind it. And I was just a huge hunting fan. And, and so in my mind, uh, the product and the people behind the brands, I loved them all the same. Now, I will say about that time period, which was in the late, you know, I'd say early 90s, yeah. late 80s, um, Mossy Oak and Realtree were out running tree bark. Uh, they had come up with a great business plan. They had started to show up in all retail. And so, uh, I, but I really didn't care at that time what camouflage were. I, I liked them both. I own I owned both. I bought my fair share of both. And I remember liking after I met Toxie and I met, you know, cuz, I mean, I love these guys. As a matter of fact, cuz sent me a box of moss yoke, but they were over in West Point, which yep. was about a, you know, six hour drive from my house. And, um, and then when I met Bill, I remember sitting down with my dad, Bill was like, Michael, we'd love to work with you. And I, I like, man, he's such a nice guy. And, and, he, and then I got to looking like, holy cow, he's only 45 minutes an hour from where I live. Yep. So literally that had something to do with it. And, and immediately um, David Blanton come on board and they, they had opportunity for me and helped come guide writers and stuff. And so, uh, in that I've, I've never even saw it as a competition, which real true probably be aggravated about that. And I'm sure Moss, saw, yo, well, I'm, but yeah. you, you and us, we're in a similar, similar position. We don't view it that way. It's, right. it's, 
<clears throat> you know what I mean? For us, it's for yeah. friendship, right? And and they, yeah. they they are competitors in business, so that there is yeah. a, a competition there. But but for us, I mean, it's just like it'd be great to be able to break the barriers down and the walls down and just say, hey, let's go get in a hunting camp together. We're always filming yeah. for our own shows, and you know what I mean. You have to represent your brands, and it, it, that's, that's what makes correct. it tough, you know. But 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 for us, the, the people that are. I guess, promoting those products. It's not that way. You know, it's like, yeah, man. And in the industry, everybody more or less respects, you know, can respect what anybody else is doing. But at the end of the day, it is a business and they're running a business, you know? Correct. Yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's just been amazing. And, and again, it it did just Turkey calling a competition. And I, I remember, going all over the country and calling state championships. And, and two, one thing I did because I was just so really impatient. And um, w- one thing that, that I have in my personality, I, I don't necessarily know if it's, it's a good thing or bad things. I want to figure out real quick if I can be possibly the best at something like, for instance, golf, um, you know, Jim Shockey's a good friend of mine, just like, you know, you guys, David Blanton, they've all asked me to go play golf. And I'm like, no, hell no, no. And they're like, why? I was like, because I suck at it. Yeah. Like, well, a lot of like, I'm not going to do it if I suck this Can't bad. Don't try. And it causes me mental health issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to practice my turkey calls a little bit more. I'm going to belly crawl across the yard and just get ready for that turkey who won't come in. Yeah, I'm going to climb a telephone pole to get better at hanging stands. And so, <laughs> I, you know, I, I love motocross, love it. But like an idiot, you know, I'm in my late 30s and I buy me a 450 and all my kids and literally crack my back trying to race over here in between hunts. And I couldn't even draw my bow back. on. And, and I and I sucked at it. And I was like, OK, I'm selling my bike. I, I ain't got patience. So so for me, when I started turkey calling, I never signed up for a hunter division. I just went ahead and signed up for the open state, you know, for state championship. I signed up for the world championship. So I'm this little old punk kid. 17, 18, walking in and like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and try to call against Mark. I'm going to go ahead and try to call against Walter and Matt, you know, and Butsky and Kelly Cooper. And like I said, you know, Billy McCoy's and, 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 oh, it was intimidating. And I'd be over there just like shaking and quivering, not just about calling in front of the fans, because back then you remember there'd be yeah, big sometimes deal. a thousand people to watch this turkey calling yeah. contest. Or you go to Missouri and they had a Missouri state championship and they had a Missouri open which that means people from georgia and alabama and if you look you know pennsylvania new york georgia and alabama that's where all your hammers were man i mean those states in missouri and so so you would have the missouri callers and all these four or five other states you'd have your odd guy from an oklahoma or a, you know kentucky but for the most part that was the states that seemed to have the hammers the joe drakes of georgia yeah. and Billy mccoy's and paul butsky's from new york new york and dick dick and chris kirby and anyway and I remember just being so intimidated. And I remember uh, Mark had just come out. He won the he had won the world championship, and he and I used to have a natural voice. And I remember Mark won that. So I was way huge respect and fan of Mark. Uh, then he he didn't even realize that. So I remember one time in Bessemer, Alabama, um, he he was we we called the world championship, and afterwards I had a chance to have a beer with, with Mark and. He didn't realize it, and I was trying not to germ up on him. But I was like, "Dude, I called my dad, and I said, you ain't gonna believe it, man. Yeah, I, I made the, I made the, the finals, but man, I had a beer with 
freaking Mark Jury, man. Like, that's no way, dude. Man, that's cool. You know, like, oh, that's good. You know, and so it, it's amazing how it come full circle. He got his he got his break in turkey calling that led to <laughs> one of the nation's top authorities on whitetails. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody watches Mark turkey hunt. You know he's a good caller, but there's a lot of Drury fans that didn't realize just the, the path, you know? Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, I tell people all the time, you know, there's like, man, what's the Drury's like? He said, dude, they're hammer, and, you know, hammer turkey hunters, man. Like, really? I thought they're deer. Well, yeah. they are, <laughs> but if you want another passion, it's turkey. You, you think they're serious on deer, which yeah. they are. They're like generals. I, Lord have mercy. They'd kick me out of camp. I'd be in trouble up there, <laughs> but turkeys. I mean, yeah, I know, I know that what that means to all you guys. Yeah. And so, uh, Anyway, it's 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 cool. Uh, needless to say, you probably didn't get the turkey call a lot, Matt, with Uncle. I've never, Uncle, I never do. Uncle they, Mark, I, you just put your calls I, up, and it's funny, Michael, because when we used, so when I started working for the company, you know, when I was in college and uh, interning and and all that stuff, and we'd go turkey hunting every spring. And back in those days, we the camp was at Terry's place in North Missouri, and that's when North Missouri the turkeys were just unbelievable up there, and uh, they'd always have guests you know, riders and just like you guys always had guests coming in. And so I always got opening day. I was always there for opening day and we'd always draw who was going with who. And I'd always pick Mark. <laughs> like I'm going to go with Mark. And <laughs> no every, offense, Dad. every morning, every opening morning, we killed right out of the gate. I mean, without fail, Mark knew where the turkeys were. Yeah. He, even if, even if they weren't working like they should, he could draw them in. It's just unbelievable. And then, you know, our camps are no longer in the same camp together we yeah. split up and i haven't quite killed as quickly as i used to you know with, oh, with yeah. terry it's weird. <laughs> it's weird how that works and that's why and this is sound a little cocky but that's why some of the you know the tough guys who maybe sees a mark jury kill a turkey man everybody knows mark and, and your dad have some of they've worked their tail off to have some of the best private ground in the world yeah. there's no doubt I celebrate that. That's the American dream. There ain't a redneck or country boy or girl alive who don't dream of having a farm with hammer deer and goblin turkeys. But I will tell you this. Maybe this will be the challenge instead of the public land challenge. Do not. And I repeat. And if you think I'm full of crap, do not give Mark Drury the keys to your turkey lease. Whether you're in Alabama, <laughs> I agree. South Carolina, you keep him off. If you want your turkeys, he's going to immediately say, I can kill in Alabama, I kill five. He's going to kill five. Then. Uh -huh. They will, and you might think you got some jerk turkey. Yeah, but don't don't give your keys. Don't give your keys <clears throat> to Mark Drury. Yeah, and, and I like say the same about myself or Philip Culpepper. Yeah. Do not give them the code to your gate. Don't give them to Eddie Salter. He's older. Do not give them to Eddie Salter. So, if you want to make an excuse, if you ain't killing turkeys because you haven't hunt public. But don't tell the public ground. If you're hearing three or four turkeys gobble on public, don't tell Mark Drury. He'll go kill him. If you, if he'll kill him. He, it's so interesting you're if saying that. that. You feel better or good about yourself. I'm telling you because I know the man. Yeah, I know the man, I, and, and I, I know these other guys, and I know some guys that's in the industry that call themselves turkey hunters. I could leave tomorrow. I'm leaving in tomorrow to go to Tennessee. They can come hunt my place because I know they say <laughs> they will not kill a turkey. Well, it's interesting you're saying that because. But Mark, I don't want Mark riding by my farm. Yeah. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, he come to Georgia a few years. 
And I find I text him and say, get the hell out of Georgia. You ain't welcome. <laughs> not welcome here. Go back. You're Go not back where you came here. from. I saw one of the, you know, one of the popular things uh, you're mentioning, Instagram or some of these uh pages that are, you know, kind of haters on the influencers oh, and how yeah. they, you know, and hey, I, I'm all for it to hold hold us all accountable. I, I'm it all can. for it. Yeah. But this one group has just been hammering Mark for decal like, hey, can never call. He can never you he oh, can't geez. kill one without a decoy. And it's just like, man, you this guy, Mark doesn't need a decoy. Let me tell you, Mark doesn't no. need any. He doesn't need a call. He doesn't. He, 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 what, what, Mark, no, he don't. He, it, that's the thing. And what people don't realize, why do they have to establish a way you got to kill it, kill something? Whether he, let me tell you what I do. You, you, you know, and Mark saying what you, you dissect what the game and fish rules allow you to. You know, prime example, you get to Texas. It says, oh man, you hunt. You can hunt up a corn yeah. in Texas if you want to. Now. I don't enjoy sitting there camping out under a feeder yeah, because it is kind of a unclimactic yeah. hunt. Like, you sure. know, sitting there and <laughs> it ain't no fun to me. I mean, am I above it? No, I say I ain't never done it when they have been jerks out there, but, but it's legal. But what I am saying is when I leave in the morning, whether I'm in Missouri, Georgia, and Alabama, and I know Mark and Terry think the same way you guys think this way is like, what do I need to do to find success? Sure. Do I have the top shelf way I want to have success? Do I want to have a turkey gobbling on roost, ease in there and get my back set up to a beautiful white oak tree and start tree up into him and he's gobbling and he flies down and he spits and drums and hangs up and I just keep soft calling. He squeaks in there and gets about 30 yards and saw his head down. Be nice. But I'm not stopping at that. If I have to grab a decoy and show it to him, if I have to put out decoys, if I have to crawl down a drainage ditch or an irrigation ditch and come up and freaking Mohican sneak Tommy Hawking, I'll do what it takes if the game of fish says that. So I'm not worried about other people's morals and ethics. I think 90% of the time that's their excuse because they're not killing crap and they're putting yeah. it over on these people who are murderers. Yeah. And so with that, yes, I have my morals. You know, I'm not going to crawl up on a turkey uh, in the middle of the night and shoot one off the limb. I don't want to kill one that bad. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, again, like there are states you can hunt over bait. I don't want to kill one that bad. I really don't. But outside of that, there's things and new techniques we developed over the years that I personally enjoy. Yeah. I personally enjoy the puppet show. I personally enjoy coming out and turkey done hung up and he's got five or six hens. You know, right before I run to the Waffle House, like, okay, process elimination. Even me and Mark and Walter Parrott couldn't get this turkey in. And you know what? He's in the middle of a freaking, you know, 40-acre cut cornfield. He ain't leaving. Let me see if I can go out there and manipulate him and, you know, start fighting a purr and popping that decoy and yeah. he sees it. And you got two long beards running, not around you, running to, to yeah. you to two steps. That is invigorating. That just like, yeah, you let out a Tarzan yell when it's over. Yeah. So. I just don't understand. I don't understand that riffraff of that. And if people want to don't do that, then don't do it. Yeah, don't be sure. mad at us. And, and and that's why you don't give us the keys to your lease because we're going to do it. And we usually going to have one, maybe two mornings. And, and we there to, to, Kill. to 
<laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, look, exactly. you're not in this industry just to freaking get time lapses. <laughs> you know, you're gonna, I don't want a slow motion shot of a boot going through the mud. That's cool. Great. I want, I want, damn, that's and, what I want. I think that's the similarity between the bone collector style and the road trips before that. And, and, and with what we do at Drury Outdoors, there, there's a lot of other production companies out there that have the cinematic and the pretty do, do great things. And, and I'm not saying you guys don't do that. And we, you know, we have our, moments too but at the end of the day people tune in because you guys are killing everything that walks by and you're having a good time doing it right i agree and and, and i'll turn it over to the juries for the same way our, our dream season you know uh, are all the episodes y'all produce because i know that i'm gonna get to see something shot yeah. i know i'm gonna get to see a, some good arrows you know i'm gonna get to see a couple good you know big bucks get shot and, and that for me is a visual fix. It, it's it's, it's kind of like freestyle motocross. You know, when you turn it over there, you know somebody about to whip it and do a backflip. And so for me, you know, I'm fine. And there are times I'll be in the mood to sit down and watch a very slow progression cinematic yeah. tale of, of adventure that maybe leads to no kill. But most of the time, I will say I'm, I'm watching a hunting show because, you know, I hear an elk bugle. I'm like, okay, okay. All right, you know, get the popcorn, get, you know, get, your, gonna get the old Mountain Dew and like, hey, what's going to happen? And if it leads to the next thing, it spends 10 minutes, like, you know, tracking through the mountains in slow motion. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah, what's me. going on? Please. There was a bugling elk. It looked like I was about to kill yeah. it. And, and, it, oh, I, and if I have to wait 30 minutes, even if he does kill it, I'm kind of like pissed. Uh, yeah. That's me. Yes, yeah. me. You and Mark, and, and well, Terry too, but you and Mark, your personalities are very similar. And, and I think it's just that type A, aggressive. You said you if there's something you can't do and be the best at, like golf, like Mark and Terry, mm -hmm. the same way, like they, you aren't going to catch them going golfing. Don't they, do it. They, don't waste their time, right? But they want to be the best at killing a turkey, the best at killing a deer, the best at business. You know, that's something that they love yeah. to get, but you know, that really gets that's them. That's been a mm -hmm. tough one for me. I, <laughs> I hate business, but I'm in it and I'm trying to be good, but I still suck at it. I, you know, I try, but. Yeah, but they got, but they no. were lucky in the fact that they had the two of them, two minds that thought very differently to figure out every uh, big thing that came their way. Mm -hmm. They always had two minds to figure it out. Right. And whether they're right yeah. or wrong, ultimately their gut instinct is what, you know, get, got their path. And now we have three, you know, we just, we always try to take it from a team effort and say, sure. all right, what's the best decision here. And if one of us, there's a lot of people that are way smarter than any one of us, but with the three of us, usually we figure out what to do, right? <laughs> like, all right. Oh, I didn't catch that part. Oh, I didn't, uh -huh. I didn't yeah. hear this guy say that. It's like, there's always something that, you know, the, you put a couple minds together and you can figure it out. Right. But I think that was their advantage all along was they, the two brothers together the, to, to navigate these waters that they may not have known they did it together. Right. And that was an advantage. It is, they've had. It's, it's been really cool, man. It's been a cool, crescendo to see you know even what taylor does and what you do matt and really the whole team and then the network you know whether it be the you know the, the dream season or the you know people competing and you bring it into this fold there's such a bigger business aspect to making that all come together and people realize and um you know i think that is a, a, a misunderstanding in the hunting industry it, the business of it can be very cutthroat there's a lot of toothpaste there's a lot of promises that are broken there's a lot of contracts even that get signed that don't get 
pulled through yeah. because of the fact that if you get some of these companies that get really big, they can bully around these smaller production crews at times. And so that's a whole nother conversation. But in that, yes, it's been a really nice team effort. I, re- I remember when you and Taylor started getting involved in the business. I remember sitting back and like, man, well, okay, what are these guys going to do? And, um, you know, <laughs> I, knew, I knew I liked to hunt. I did. And, and so I will say now, kind of like I told Tyler, man, I got a lot of respect and, and, and what y'all done. Y'all have brought way more of a, of a business security to this, as well as personality, a youth and a, and a youngness to it that I've enjoyed as a Drury fan, because let's face it, if you're a Drury fan, it started with Mark and Terry. It's still you know, there. Now, so, the Drury yeah, brothers, he, you know, that's it. The Drury brothers, man, it's, that's what it is. But yeah, now you've got, you know, daughter and son, you, you've got moms, uh, you know, and, and watching the moms hunt and the aunts. Oh God. I mean, I just laugh every time, you know, they certainly don't give a rip what they say. And, yeah. and I just love it. It's just, and, it, and it's just it's an element that you don't see a lot. Well, you do now because y'all do those things a lot because you're right. Mark and Terry are so alpha. Now, let me define alpha. Alpha doesn't mean you're a jerk because Mark and Terry are the two nicest people ever give you the shirt off their back. But they're alpha in the approach. They're alpha in the fact that give it all to me. I'll put it on my shoulders. But look, when we get to where we're going, we're going to be at the top of this mountain. And if we don't. We're taking all this stuff back down and scratch this project right. and don't ever mention it again That's because right. we suck at it. Not yep. just me and Terry, but the whole team. Y'all stay away from it. Yep. Let Waddell do that. <clears throat> That's right. That. Stay in your That's lane. That's the way they are. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. That's right. And, and so that is unbelievable respect. And so, uh, so yeah, so in that, I have noticed definitely that these two alphas have definitely uh, the confidence in, in what the whole team is doing there. And, uh, Got to get a shout out. I've, you know, I've known Taylor, you know, bebopping around there since she was just, a, I mean, like a young and my yeah. kids running around and now she's married and I don't know. I, I just hug her every time I see her and I just, I don't know. It's, it's funny. You know, I'm down here in old South and y'all up there in the Midwest, but uh, yeah, it's, it's just cool, man. And, and again, it's just, you know, when we do get a chance to meet up, we're just, it's just, we're bragging on each other the whole time. And, I don't know. It's just an all-American dream to be able to do that. So. We've we've all been very very fortunate to to be able to live this out. And uh, I, I just want to say we got mad respect. We love you guys. We appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to Same you know here. a bone to pick. I, I look forward to watching bone collectors. Nick T Bone, you guys, you know, just do a hell of a job. Always have. So I can't say thank you enough for jumping on with us. It's been a dream. It really does. Well, it's a pleasure and it's an honor. And I know I can say the same for Nick and T-Bone. Um, it, it's just, you know, to be part of it. it. You know, I still don't take it for granted. I know y'all don't. And um, like I said, I know we'll never be perfect, none of us, in our personalities and our brands. But one thing I know for sure, and that's why I love to meet up with you guys and, and have a pleasure to be on y'all's podcast and vice versa once y'all's on mine. So tell them knuckleheads as well as you, Matt. Love to get Taylor on too. You know, uh, Dead gum, the whole team, old Steve Tim, right there, <laughs> and, uh, and um, and, and get it, 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 and celebrate it. But uh, the one thing I do know is there's legitimacy, there's sincerity, and there's um, there's authentic vibe that's there. You know, whether you're a hater of the bone collector, whether you're a hater or a lover of the juries, can't tell you that it's perfect. Can't tell you yeah. it's what you want to see. Can't tell you we're hunting the way you want to hunt. Yeah. Can't tell them you agree whether it's killing a younger or a bigger deer. 
But I will say, if what we represent is authentic and there's no BS approach, and and if and, and if that offends somebody, then you know, man, I hate that. I'm not trying to piss anybody off. But at the same time, I'm really not trying to be loved either. I love what we do. And I love this theater that we get to walk out into in the great outdoors. And the people that you meet and the camps and the hardworking blue collar Americans out there that are killing themselves literally every day, Monday through Friday and Saturday, too, to maybe get a Sunday morning this weekend to kill a deer <laughs> or kill a turkey. I never take it for granted that come Tuesday morning, my job is to go get a turkey maybe at two steps and see how we can stay hid and, and shoot him. And how do we figure out how to better way to trick a big old, you know, inch and a half spur, you know, Southern long beard. And, or how, how do you, how do you guys figure out how, man, we're growing some big Boone and Crockett deer, but how do we, and what can we plant to make it better? And when we do that, it might be expensive, but we're going to share that with the public, you know? So whether yeah. you hunt public, private or whatever, I, I will say, and I guess I'll brag on our brands. I, I know that we have a lot of sincerity in, in what we're trying to promote. And really what we're trying to promote is a lifestyle of outdoors hunting and fishing yeah. at all different levels from the foundation to the very technical aspect that certainly the juries tap into with deer behavior and, and the science of biology when it comes to the protein and the age structure and what it takes. So, uh, Love you guys, and and thank y'all for having me on. And I look forward. To, I'm, I'm gonna hold y'all to it. Y'all gonna come on my podcast. Let's do it. Heck yeah, <laughs> we appreciate yeah. you, man. Thank yeah, you so, so much. This is why Michael is the right man for the job, as far as an ambassador for the outdoorsman. Mm-hmm. All right. So I, every time I listen, I always learn something. I'm always entertained. I always enjoy it. Michael, thank you so much. I hope you have a great turkey season, and uh, look forward to seeing you guys sometime soon. Thank you. And when you see Uncle Mark, you tell him to stay the hell out of Georgia and Alabama. We want to kill these turkeys. I will, man. I will. Thank you. All right. Thanks for watching, everybody. All right. right, Talk to you later, Mike. Enjoyed it. All right. Bye-bye. Peace out. DeerCast is giving you the chance to hunt with Mark and Terry Drury. Head over to DeerCast.com to enter.